0: Good afternoon everyone, I'm Falguni and you are watching Candidate Cicerone live. We are doing 46th episode today, a journey which we started last year doing um, talks around various topics in fashion, textiles, uh, probably styling, we went into architecture, interiors and this year with the pandemic we also expanded our category and we felt wellness was one subject which we would love to talk about. And so that prompted us because there were a lot of discussions happening around. Everybody was talking about following a healthy lifestyle, turning um, vegan, and that got our interest. We've all heard the term vegan. Uh, there are a lot of people, maybe some somebody who you know around you who's following veganism, and then we don't know what to do about it. You know, the idea that you have to stop um, milk and cheese and ghee. All of those kind of completely scare you, you know, even if you are a vegetarian, like a true blue vegetarian, still those ideas kind of scare you. And um, that kind of uh, made us think that who do we speak to, you know, Uh, because we want to know about veganism. Well, yes, there are a lot of articles on internet, but how about speaking to someone who's already here, who's enabling all of uh, the movement around here in Ahmedabad and who better than Preeti Kapasi? So we welcome on our show on 46th episode at Candidate Ciceroni Live, Preeti Kapasi, who is a vegan enabler and founder of The Vedic Kitchen. Welcome to the show, Preeti.
1: Thank you so much, Palguni. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: I'm so glad we found you. And for everybody else, let me introduce for all of you who have been part of food groups and I'm sure you already know what Preeti does. But for the rest of the audience who is new to this uh, uh, entire show concept and what Preeti does, let me uh, give you a little brief. She is a vegan enabler. Uh, in Her her education has been in economics, and she has worked earlier in banking, airlines, HR, and retail career, quite different to what she is doing right now. And with, with her finding, you know, last four years ago, she kind of... Uh, Uh, stumbled upon uh, a change in her life that prompted her to get vegan and since then she has been following this plant-based diet and uh, facilitating a lot of people to transition towards this uh, plant-based diet. And she is constantly dedicated to doing this thing by workshops and by conducting demonstrations. And she caters to people's food needs as well and provides consultancy even to restaurants to sensitize them towards the vegan menus. For all of you, uh, to give a little context in the celebrity term, uh, celebrities like Virat Kohli, Anushka Sharma, Sonam Kapoor and uh, Shahid Kapoor and a lot of such celebrities are already going the vegan way and it is one of the most celebrated movements right now. So, Preeti, without any further ado, can you first tell us what exactly is veganism and when did it start? What is its origin about this movement? Okay.
1: Uh, it's my pleasure to be here today and addressing all the sisteroni members um i have been uh, seeing a lot of your posts lately especially the handloom uh, day uh, i think all my friends were posting so it's a, it's a group which has been it's a forum which has been lately in uh, as you could say in charcha and uh, uh, it's my pleasure today to sit here and address your members now uh, Coming to veganism now, most people think that veganism is a concept which is a foreign concept. That this is something which the uh, West has given to India. Now, I am beg to differ there. Now, if you see veganism, what is veganism? Veganism is basically a way of life where we are trying to reduce the cruelty. Now, there's no way we can eliminate cruelty from the world. The, mo- the day a human being is born, we are exploitative by nature, we are consumers, and we tend to exploit whether it is environment, whether it is animals, anything that is there, we tend to exploit it. Exploitation always has some amount of cruelty involved in it. If you go back to uh, what our Indian culture is, or what we even stand for, today we stand for Ahimsa. If I had to say, what is veganism? Veganism is Ahimsa simply a lot of people get irked by the term uh, vegan and I tell them vegan, don't call me vegan I am just somebody who is living on this earth trying to ensure that uh, least amount of cruelty towards animals towards nature towards other human beings is perpetuated by me and that's all that veganism is it's a lifestyle it's hmm. not a food, it's not a diet, it's not a fad, it's not something which is going to like a, uh, sorry to mention this, but a keto or a paleo diet or whatever, it's not something which is a diet. Yeah. Now all the celebrities yeah. that you mentioned, they're all on a diet. Yeah. There's a difference between something called a plant-based diet and a veganism. Right. Plant-based diet is just that I am very conscious about my food choices.
0: Right.
1: But veganism is far larger. It it encompasses a complete lifestyle where we don't use any makeup which is tested on animals. We don't use any makeup which has got animal ingredients. We don't uh, wear silk, wool, even to the extent pearls. Um, We would not use uh, crockery which is made of bone china. So it goes very deep. Now, this is exactly what Ahimsa is about that we don't harm any other animal for our own needs. That's what simply veganism is about.
0: Right, right. That's quite interesting how you mentioned that it it kind of encompasses a lot of other uh, areas than just beyond diet. So tell me, how did you get introduced to the... whole philosophy of being vegan what what prompted you to get into that were you always a vegetarian or uh, how was your journey like
1: okay i'm born into a jain family now i'm not very frankly a very religious person but what i would call myself is a more spiritual person Mm -hmm. um it's it's not uh i i won't follow something blindly just because my religion says it because I always believe that things have to evolve over a period of time and whether it is religion or anything else if it doesn't evolve it's going to lose the uh, appeal to the majority. And uh, yes, I was uh, brought up as a vegetarian. I have never consumed meat or eggs in my life but that did not take me to the path of veganism. I was very happily till four years back having everything dairy, I loved my cold coffees CCD was my favorite hangout, I loved my paneers, I loved my uh, desserts, I loved all that stuff. But I left it despite loving all that, because of what I saw with my own eyes. Now, I happen to do a lot of animal rescue, and I'm also a feeder in my area, which means that we feed the dogs in our area, we take care of their sterilization, their welfare, and there was a pack of dogs which was living in uh, one of the gaushalas here you know the typical smaller gaushalas we have around the town with 10 12 cows and i used to visit that very often because there were about a pack of 10 12 dogs living there i used to feed them every day and typically one day one calf was born and you know anybody any any animals babies really really adorable really cute and you want to go and play and touch and you know it is just fascinating i mean birth of a child in any species is something really very fascinating so, I wanted to go and play with that uh, little calf. Just pet him because his skin was so pristine white and she was so soft. He rather. He was so soft. I just wanted to kind of pet him. And uh, I saw that he was tied far away from the mother. So, I asked the lady of the house uh, as to why he was tied far away, not next to the mother. Because obviously, a child needs to drink milk. And uh, um, she said, "Nahi, uh, wo bimar and I said, okay, I mean, I don't know, I do not come from a family which has reared animals ever, so I have no clue. But what I could see was, the child wanted to go to the mother. And the mother was very agitated because the child was so far away and she couldn't feed him. And he was crying out for her. That was day one. Day two, the the, the calf was just lying on the floor and uh, on the ground and it was pretty dirty and dirty. Uh, Uh, He he was just, you know, I'm saying, sobbing. And I said, uh, I thought maybe they were too poor to afford the treatment. So I offered and I said, uh, So she said, no, no, the doctor has come. He has given treatment, but he has uh, told us that the calf should be tied separately. It should not be next to the mother. Otherwise, mother will also catch the infection. Okay, possible. Who am I to dispute it? Third day, the, the kid was lying lifeless. I mean, there was absolutely no jhan. You could actually see the life was going out of him. You could actually see that he was at the end of his life. And it hurt me somewhere. But then I came back home because this, what could I do? And the fourth day, obviously the kid had died and passed away and they had removed. This happened. My life went on. A few months later, again the same place, another calf was born and I saw the same thing happening and that's when my light went on. And I said, this cannot be coincidence that the same thing is happening again. So typically what was happening was, if it was a male calf that was born, he was starved to death because legally they cannot slaughter him.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: So he was starved to death in front of the mother so that the mother would keep lactating and we can take away the milk.
0: Right, right.
1: The story which happens after this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. They actually remove the internal organs of the calf and they stuff it with grass and they leave it next to the mother. So the mother thinks that the, the baby is still there and she keeps lactating. Because the mother will not lactate if she finds that the baby is not alive anymore. So where do we get the milk from? If she's, she doesn't produce milk, we cannot take the milk. Hmm. Hmm. And that is called something called khal Bachcha, which, uh, which is a term which I didn't know, which I came to know much, much later. But one thing I knew somewhere deep down in my heart that what was happening was not right. So I took a decision. I said, you know, if for that milk which the mother is producing for her child's nourishment, if this is what is happening, I can live without that. There's absolutely no need for me to have that. There is a gazillion things on earth, despite being a gen, there's still a gazillion things on earth I can eat, but that child can can only have the mother's milk. He doesn't have any other option. He cannot have grass, he cannot have roti, he cannot have anything else. Can you imagine feeding roti to a newborn child of a human being? No, the child needs mother's milk. And there is no mother on earth which produces extra milk than what her child requires. It's a myth that they produce more milk. It's a myth that if we do not milk them, they are in pain. These are all myths which I would love to bust in a, in a slightly longer session because it's a very wide topic.
0: Right.
1: So this is what prompted me. I didn't know about veganism. I just knew that I wasn't going to have milk. And it was only, I think, about a month later, uh, through one of the Facebook forums, discussing with friends in terms of what had happened. And when I put this post, somebody tagged me and said, why don't you join this forum called Vegans in India? And I joined that forum, despite not being a vegan at that point of time, not even knowing what vegan was. I joined and it, it just opened my eyes that... Uh, there is so much cruelty in the poultry, dairy, meat. I knew there is cruelty, but I didn't know the extent of it. it. So that's what uh, solidified my decision of being a vegan. And uh, I can say that I would remain an ethical vegan till I breathe my last breaths. There's nothing on this earth that can change my mind.
0: You use the word ethical vegan. What does that mean?
1: Um, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I said you used the last word. You said ethical vegan.
0: Now, what does that mean?
1: Uh, your your voice has kind of become very from far off. I um, don't know if other people can hear it.
0: Um, did what do you mean by what do you mean when you say ethical vegan?
1: Okay, there are vegans which are of three kinds. People who are ethical vegan are vegan because they uh, uh, don't like, they they are against the cruelty against animals. Those are the ethical vegans. They're the ones who would not wear the silk, wool, the complete lifestyle. Then there are dietary vegans. Now, these people are dietary vegans or they are on a plant based diet because uh, milk, contrary to popular belief, is detrimental to our health and not good for our health. We've been brought up since childhood to understand that our calcium, protein, B12, a lot of these things come from milk, which is a myth. Uh, Today you don't get B12 even in animals, they're injected with B12, uh, because the B12 from the earth doesn't come into the animal to pass on to us anymore. So we don't get B12 from milk. We do not get calcium from the milk, because the calcium which is there in the milk is the calcium which only the calf can process. Mm a human body cannot process that calcium. In fact, the cases of oyster process in milk-drinking nations are the highest. Why is it that today every family, we drink so much of milk and consume so much of dairy, yet we are calcium deficient? Mm-hmm. Because that calcium, animal-based protein and animal-based calcium, the way our body processes is very different. It, instead of alkalizing our body, acidifies our body, which leaches the calcium from our bones. That's why our bones are weaker and you will find that it's a plant-based calcium, which is far more uh, suitable to our body than an animal-based calcium. Interesting. And today, some of the leading uh, causes of cancer, especially breast cancer, prostate cancer, acne, cirrhosis, um, kidney function failures, all these are because of milk and not just because of milk also because of the antibiotics that have gone into the animals because of the animal farming uh because of all the oxytocin which has gone into the animals because the animals are going through severe stress so stress hormones are getting passed down into our diet through their milk so a lot of these things we have not thought about ever hmm.
0: right right i get that so tell me um Uh, What is your view, why, because I was going to kind of go through this veganism question answer with you, I also ended up reading quite a lot about it. Uh, There's another debate that is going on about, have you rightly mentioned, you know, there is ethical and then there is environmentally conscious. uh, The third one is the environmental, yes. Yeah, the environmentally conscious vegans. And um, since we all use a lot of digital medium, we see a lot of recipes being circulated, which uh, kind of really focuses on avocado and chia and Guji berries and a lot of such things. And the debate kind of ensues that um, these this fruits are produced far, far away. And the, food, the carbon footprints that are kind of generated by these fruits or food products to travel to you are way more higher. Than any other food that was locally available that was non vegan, you know. So, what's your take on that? What would you kind of
1: answer two questions here one which you didn't ask, and one which you asked. Uh, One, all the recipes that you've seen circulated, most vegans don't use them. All right. They are Instagram friendly and pin worthy. Is that it? Absolutely. We do not eat that food on a daily basis. (laughs) We are using, we are consuming more local, more sustainable products. We are having for our calciums, more of sesame and palak and stuff like that rather than having avocados. I mean, avocados are 800,000 bucks, 1200 bucks a kilo. Yeah. Most people can't afford it. Absolutely. And those are not the kind of food. Now that's the kind of food today. Everybody is having, whether you're a vegan or not vegan, but that's a restaurant food. That's, that's, I, how many people are going to make guac at home? Very few. Not even 5% of vegans may go at home. Yeah. We, we would rather have something uh, which is a fresh salad with just a dash of salt, uh, lemon, and pepper. Yeah. Yeah. So the, actually it's a myth. We do not eat those fruits. Uh, we do not eat a lot of these uh, fancy vegetables that you hear about on the, in the recipes. And when we actually cook a lot of those recipes, we actually uh, uh, convert them to more local products substituted. So it, we are not chasing kale. If I were to come across a recipe with kale, I would put palak instead. Right. right. So it's, it's a myth that people are chasing those recipes. Those are, as you said, very Insta-friendly uh, recipes and pictures. Second, I will come back to is that a lot of people think that, uh, see what happens is every time uh, something new comes up, there will always be people for it and against it. Right. So the people who are against it, um, against the veganism, uh, have probably not understood what veganism is about. Uh, They somehow feel threatened and there is, I don't think there is any need to feel threatened about any diet, any lifestyle at all. Um, Instead, you need to see that in your house, you are actually consuming a lot of default vegan anyway. Uh, A lot of our Indian food, South Indian food, 80-90% 80 to 90 percent of South Indian food is default vegan. Hmm. They use a lot of coconut milk and not dairy milk. Hmm. And if you see a lot of Chinese food in our diet is vegan. A lot of Mediterranean, Mexican, Mexican minus the cheese, all of these vegan already. All our aloo ka sabzi, bhindi ka sabzi, toray, galka, dudhi, all of these are vegan. All hmm. our dal's are vegan except for the dal makhani. So. This is the food that we are having every day. It's how, then how can it be environmentally detrimental? Because to not change the Western diet, we have to be vegan with our own Indian diet. Right. Yes, we can indulge in those things, but they cannot be part of our daily diet. It's impossible to sustain it. Right. Now, coming to the, the people who are today in the Europe, the vegan trend which is there, Is primarily due to the uh, environmental concerns. Uh, The the carbon footprints which animal farming has is extremely high, extremely, extremely high. It's higher than the aviation, it's higher than the transport industry, the methane gas emissions are today killing our environment. The uh, manure, the fertilizer, which the uh, animals are secreting, are destroying major farmlands. And you would be surprised to know that 70% of the farming land, the produce goes for animals and not for human beings. 70%. That's why forests are being cleared, is for animal farming and to grow fodder for animals and not for human beings. So if this farmland was taken back, And I'm not saying, go destroy all the animals in one shot. No, just stop breeding them. Just stop artificially inseminating cows like crazy. Stop doing the poultry and duck farming. Let it come to the natural stage where nature takes over and let it taper off. Nature will always find its own balance as what we saw during this lockdown. Nature took took the power back from us. They said, you stay at home. This is my property. I'm taking it back from your people. So I hope that people learned something from uh, the lessons of this lockdown. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So if somebody wants to, um, uh, uh, a person wants to get into uh, the vegan philosophy and the vegan lifestyle, how would you help them uh, transition towards it? Like, could you give three, four tips to kind of start with?
1: okay we have a facebook group it's called vegan club Ahmedabad and Varudra. they can join it you don't necessarily have to be vegan but yes you cannot post anything non vegan on it we have a whatsapp group we have uh, people who can mentor you uh, we have a uh, whatsapp group which is very active where we share recipes you have problems simple thing like chai kaise banaye coffee kaise banaye paneer use karna hai to use kare simple questions, there is no uh, uh, stupid question, there is no stupid answer to these things because these are just queries and Mm -hmm. we help people with these, forget about the the, the, uh, paid workshops, within the community you can just get so much of information for free and all the YouTube channels, I learned maximum from YouTube channels, all my education about vegan food happened through YouTube channels, I tested, I tried a lot of uh, dishes. A lot of it went wrong. But over a period of time, we learned a lot of these things. And nowadays, there's so many vegan channels which you can follow. And, and can a know. lot of people think that it's going to be more expensive because they think that everything, everybody is drinking Kaju Kadud than Badam Kadud. You'd be surprised that if you make Kaju or Badam Kadud at home, it costs you 60 rupees a litre. Okay. How is that more expensive? Why do you want to go and buy a Tetra pack at 300 rupees a liter, which has 4% almond content? Right, right. Make it at home. And it, it's it's a breeze. It's it's so easy. And uh, in fact, now you'll see so many stores which have already started carrying vegan cheese, vegan butter, vegan curd. You get soy paneer and very good quality. Earlier, the quality was kind of not so good, but in the last a year, two years, I've seen the quality improve drastically. There are restaurants. There's a, a exclusive restaurant called the Vegan Kitchen, which is on Drive-In Road, and there are so many restaurants like Gopi, Parosa, Dravida. Uh, they serve fabulous vegan food. I mean, just on Sindhu Bhavan Road and around, I've got at least five restaurants. Punjabi, all these people. They, they, they do fantastic default vegan meals or veganization on request so it's not that when you go out you will be deprived of your pizzas and pastas and your friends are going to be enjoying and you'll be just twiddling your thumb. no you get everything there is absolutely nothing that you today don't get in the market when you go out to eat
0: sure pretty uh, so besides joining the group right now can you give them a couple of tips to kind of uh, help people like the readers or the viewers right now would be interested to kind of understand at least basic three, four things that they can swap to make an initial shift. Of course, they can join the group, but to
1: kind of start with. Okay. One, I can leave them with a beautiful recipe of how they could make their next beverage vegan. All you need to do is for every cup of dry fruit, an almond or a cashew that you soak, you soak it overnight. Next day, drain that water. And blend it in your blender with four times water. So you've got one cup of almonds, then you blend it with four cups of water. Then you get something like a a shakti kind of a consistency of milk. If you want the taza kind of consistency, it's almost six times the water. And you leave it. The moment you leave it, a nut always absorbs water. It kind of thickens a bit. And you use it next day for your tea or coffee or even immediately. The only thing you need to ensure is don't ever boil plant-based milks. Instead, just heat them till the boiling point. So if you're making coffee, you uh, heat your water, put your coffee powder in it and just heat the milk and mix it. Now, if at any point of time in your tea or coffee you find that it's curdling, actually it's not curdling. A plant-based milk, only protein separates. You can just take a blender, blend it again, and you're good to have it. Okay,
0: that's very interesting. So you
1: can try this. (coughs) Now, Gujarat is a very permanently, uh, there's a lot of Kathiavadi population here, and every Gujarati loves his chash. So chash is something which is a staple in our every diet. You go for any food you want chash at the end of it. Right. Without setting curd, you can make chash very easily by just taking the third or second and the third extract of the coconut milk. You know, maybe take when we take out coconut milk, we we take the coconut, shredded coconut, put it in the mixer, put water, blend it. So the first extract is when you strain the first time. Yes. Second extract is you put water again and again blend it. That's your second extract. Mm. You can do it till three times. Mm. So your second and third extract and a dash of lemon. Mm a little bit of uh, black salt, mm. jira, mm. and whatever else I'm telling you now is optional. It just adds the flavor. Ginger, mint, coriander, curry leaves, all these things you can add to your chash. And believe me, it, you will get fantastic chash, which tastes amazing and is so refreshing. And it's got extremely good fats in it. Right. Right, that's very, very interesting.
0: I'm sorry, again your voice faded away. No worries, it was just a small little joke. but you Tell me again. I said, So we are
1: going. Absolutely. And I'm always available. You can look me up on Facebook as Preeti Kapasi. And uh, if you have queries, you can always. Ask me personally. I try to find time to reply to everybody personally. Otherwise, you can just join the group. And on the group, there are almost 300 odd members on the Facebook group, and on a WhatsApp group, also we put about 100 plus members. So somebody always replies. The group is all 24/7 awake.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So no, I'm sure people would be uh, interested, whoever is interested in following the, the lifestyle, the philosophy, whether it is, whether you want to get into it because you want to become an ethical vegan, or you want to get into it because you are an environmental vegan, or because you want to go because it's plant-based diet, you know, probably Preeti is your right resource who can help you out with uh, the transitions. And um, I think it has been super interesting to speak to you, Preeti. Um, the, the queries have been answered. I think now it's about that one uh, push that a person needs to kind of have to, to shift towards a different kind of lifestyle.
1: It's just that there's a lot of social conditioning involved in our life, everybody's life. And it's challenging to challenge what you've been brought up with. Uh, but i think a lot of us do know already that this change is coming and it's just that uh the easier the quicker we accept to accept the change and the less we fight it the easier the transition is now if anybody thinks that they can't do it they won't be able to do it right. but the day they decide that yes this i can do they will not find any hurdles on the way they will find their own uh path they will find their own answers uh, nobody can hold your finger very frankly and take you through it. It has to come from within you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Food choices are such. Yes. Especially. Oh, by the way, there is a beautiful store which is there in Ahmedabad. Somebody wants to uh, shift to vegan and uh, cruelty free makeups and uh, personal care, hair care products. There is a brand called IBC. Now, IBC has a flagship store which is on CG Road. You can just Google it. Earlier, it used to be called IBC Halal, but now it's called IBC something. Halal, halal is nothing to do with food, basically. With <laughs> uh, we all think halal is about uh, killing an animal the way animal is killed. Actually, halal is something totally different. So you can go to their site. They've they've explained very nicely what halal actually is. And you can go to the IBC store, and they've got everything from your uh, makeups to conditioners to shampoos, everything, the whole range of products. Hair dyes. I mean, everything is today animal tested. Why do we want to, uh, you know, perpetrate cruelty on some poor animal just because I want to look beautiful? Right. Right. That's
0: that's that's a
1: good one. I think you're talking about Eba. Yeah, Eba. Correct. Eba Halal Store. Yes. Eba. Then they've got lovely products. The quality is excellent. There is there are a lot of other uh, products you can look up. You can go to a site called Vegan First. Now, Vegan First is a site where you will be able to find a lot of vegan resources for different cities. Because today we are sitting here with not just probably Ahmedabad viewers, but we probably have viewers from other cities too. So if you need to find uh, resources in your city, go to Vegan First. And Vegan First has everything about food and non-food. And even the Peta site, you'll be able to find a lot of information.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Preeti. It has been such a pleasure having you with us and getting introduced tiny wee bit into the world of veganism and how one can make that transition. So we um, really hope that the viewers, whoever gets interested into it, um, go. you know where to go, who to ask and which groups to join and which resources to check out. So uh, thank you, and we will be back again next week, continuing the conversation. Next week is gonna be a fantastic discussion around um, how to uh, make conscious choices on daily basis. And we have a fantastic speaker coming up, but we will um, divulge
1: the details soon, later enough. Uh, Thank you, Preeti. Thank you so much, Parguni, and I would like to thank the Sisidoni platform also. We're glad, we're glad, thank you.